Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. The Sports Bar with Danger and Bataglia. And the Bills, for the sixth consecutive week, will trade a win with a loss. And they fall to 5-4 and four on the season. The Bengals are a bugaboo team for this Bills squad. They don't have answers for this team. It's too inconsistent overall. Not enough complimentary football. It's the old cliche in order to win. you got to stop yourself from losing, and we didn't do that tonight. I know Bills fans today kind of need a hug. Mike Danger. I can make the argument, Gino, that Lou Anarumo is a better defensive coordinator than Sean McDermott. Gene Battaglia. I feel like I, I have to defend McDermott here. Yes, if you're just kind of saying by the record they're the same, whatever. Also, I would kind of point out, kind of helps that you have a Joe Burrow on the other side. Joe Burrow. Do you think Joe Burrow just dreams of like touchdown victories? I don't think that dude dreams about football whatsoever. Like he's that cool. We're all here licking our wounds on a blame assessment Monday. 95.7 FM and AM 950 The Fan. Rochester. Yeah, there are some bright spots. He had the late fumble, but Dalton Kincaid, once again, fantastic last night. A game high, 10 catches, 81 yards. Dalton Kincaid, our man on a mission here at the Fan Rochester. The Fan Rochester's man on a mission brought to you by the Open Door Mission. Go to the Open Door Mission. Go to opendoormission.com and see how you can guarantee a win for someone today. We bring up the positive because we know we're going to talk to Alex Spraski here in the sports bar and kind of dissect and pick apart what was, an, again, a disappointing loss last night in Cincinnati for this Buffalo Bills team. He is uh, the editor of Bills Digest, also Batavia Daily News. Uh, Alex, the offense appears broken. Uh, Catalana was just on. He says they stink. This offense stinks. And if you hold uh, a team like Cincinnati to 24, you think you could probably you like your chances of, of scoring more and, and being able to win that game. Give us your over, overall sense of uh, another disappointing loss for the Buffalo Bills. Yeah, thanks for having me, guys. Catalana certainly no stranger to stinks being a Philadelphia sports fan, oh, but boy. that's a conversation for another day. But uh, anyway, the, the Bills definitely struggled in this game, as they have for, for much of the season. They've really only had a three-game stretch when they've really put any sort of rhythm together, those wins over the Commanders, Raiders, and Dolphins. As- aside from that, the other six games have been mighty, mighty shaky. So if you look at the season in totality, this team really telling you who it is, and it's, it's an inconsistent team that just has not found its Rhythm is, seems to be the buzzword with the players and coaches offensively, and that's led to some struggles throughout the, the course of the season. So 
How much trouble is Ken Dorsey in from this standpoint? I, they're not going to make a move in season, nor should they, uh, in terms of the offensive coordinator. But the, the question was asked to Sean McDermott following a loss in London, and he kind of brushed it off. Ken Dorsey is still calling plays. Uh, it, it, is that something worth discussing here, Alex? Certainly something worth discussing, and I'm sure that they are discussing it, particularly judging on the tone set during the post-game press availability. It seemed like for the first time that Josh Allen and Sean McDermott seemed a, a bit befuddled with the game plan going into the game and, and, and the lack of, of pace put forth by Ken Dorsey in, in this circumstance and the up-tempo style that seemed to work for them against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers in that victory early on. They went away from it late in that game and didn't get back to it in this game, and that led to, like I said before, some struggles offensively. And I, I don't think you can go to that no huddle, hurry up all the time. That's kind of fool's gold, and that's what the Bills have been guarding against all season. But at the same time, when you're in as dire straits as the team has been offensively over these past several weeks, you got to go to what works, particularly early in the game. And they failed to do so yesterday, and it led to another conference defeat, their fourth this season. Alex, Gene and I were discussing at the uh, top of our show today that that if you're Josh Allen, now is the time to assert yourself. Now is the time to kind of assume the role of the alpha with this offense. And and Ken Dorsey is the guy that you endorsed. He's in that role because, in part, you said, that's who I want in that role when Brian Dayball left. You've seen other quarterbacks do this in the NFL. Tom Brady, certainly. Peyton Manning, the elite Patrick Mahomes doing it right now. Does Josh Allen have it in his character? We hear about what a competitor he is, but does he have it in his character to take that kind of command, that kind of charge, and recognize just how important he is to this Bills offense? I certainly do think it's within his character, but at the same time, if you look at it in the grand scheme of things, Josh Allen's part of the problem here. I, I think that Ken Dorsey, no doubt, is not put the offense in the best position that he possibly could over the course of especially the last several games. But at the same time, Josh Allen has not been operating at his full efficacy this season. He's missed open targets. He's not read the field apparently as well as we've seen from him in the past. And that's led to some inconsistencies as well. So as much as you would like to see him take charge, you'd also just like to see him kind of settle in and, and take what is there for him throughout the course of these inconsistent performances. And I think a prime example was on that interception to Gabe Davis. He had two players, Stefan Diggs, and especially James Cook wide open underneath. And if you, if you dump it down to Cook or Diggs, that's probably 10 plus yards. Instead, he tries to force it into Davis who uh, disappeared yesterday. That's a whole nother conversation. But I, I think there's a lot of, of stuff going on here with the bills offensively. There's an identity issue. There's, perhaps, as, as you're alluding to, a leadership issue and, and an execution issue as well from the players on the field. Yeah, Alex Brasky, Batavia Daily News, Bills Digest, uh, kind enough to work his schedule around uh, uh, coming on with us. Sean McDermott was going to talk now. He's moved it to 4.30. Um, w- when you do talk to Sean McDermott here, you and the, the other reporters, uh, the injuries on defense of all those last night, Alex, is it Benford? Which one are Is it uh, your middle linebacker? Is it Micah Hyde? Which one would have you the most concerned here? Yeah, certainly Terrell Bernard with that concussion. Not many players, if any, have played the week after a concussion this season in the NFL. Uh, it seems like he might be out 
this week, perhaps even longer. You never know with a head injury. That's certainly a tricky circumstance each time. And how depleted the Bills are at, at linebacker. They were looking for an answer from that position to begin the season. They found it in Bernard alongside Milano. Then Milano goes out, and now if you lose Bernard, you're forced to run out a rookie in Dorian Williams and Tyrell Dodson, who hasn't really shown well in his time on the field this season. So if, if Bernard goes out, that leaves you severely depleted at the linebacker position. But that's not to say that Benford's injury can be taken lightly either, a hamstring injury, which can lin- linger uh, at times. And they're depleted at the cornerback position as well, with Tredavious White having gone out and Benford being that number two option. If he's forced to miss time, and then you saw Dane Jackson also miss time at the end of that game. He said he was okay after the game, but it's been a revolving door at the cornerback position. And there was a time during the game yesterday where I tweeted it out. They finished the game with Razul Douglas and Josh Norman on the field at cornerback. So not exactly how the Bills drew it up to begin the season. Alex, talk to us a little bit about what you saw out of Douglas, what you also saw out of Linval Joseph and the limited time that they got on the defensive side of the ball. Yeah, I thought both of them fared well. Douglas certainly, I think, got a little bit more time than perhaps the team anticipated, but didn't appear to stand out in any negative way. And I thought Joseph really played well. He had the nice uh, play in the QB sneak there to take Burrow down. And I think his his energy also, you saw him getting it, getting into it after plays. And I think he's going to be a presence up front there. And boy, do they need it with Daquan Jones out. Jordan Phillips has not been the answer. And Puna Ford has been a really a zero for them. Hasn't even been able to to get a jersey on game days, and he, he's really been replaced in that rotation by Joseph now. So they're going to need both players to contribute with the injuries at cornerback and with Jones out along the defensive line. They really need Joseph's presence up there to help stuff the run. But I think both of them fared well and and could be a, a positive thing for the Bills moving forward on the defensive side of the ball. So, Alex, uh, when you're watching Monday Night Football tonight, and I'm sure at some point, because we're in the season of the graphic here, graphic being, okay, here are the teams that are the division leaders. Here's the teams of the wild card. And Danger and I like to joke. And here are the teams that are farting around. The Buffalo Bills are officially in the farting around category now, as if the season ended today. But I don't know. I don't think it's all doom and gloom considering you look at this division. You're not in the north where you have all these teams that are loaded there. You're not out west with Kansas City. You just have to figure out a way to get by the Miami Dolphins, and the Bills already did that once. So putting a positive spin on this, uh, the Bills at minimum is a fourth seed. Would you buy in on that right now? I can't see how you could commit to that the way that the team has been playing as of late, but as you said, I certainly wouldn't rule anything out at this point. The way that we've seen the NFL go this season, there really hasn't been a, a far and away best team in the league. And you see the Chiefs struggle at times. The Eagles have struggled at times. Both teams, the Bills, will take on in the next couple of weeks here. But it, it, it's going to be a tough road for the Bills. Sitting at 5-4, and four, that loss of the Patriots could really come back to haunt them. 6-3 and three at this point would look a lot different than five and four, both in the standings and just on paper. Uh, but according to the New York Times playoff machine, I think I heard this morning, under a 50% chance for the Bills to make the playoffs at this point. And it's not going to be an easy road. They got a tough slate coming up. They really bypassed their entire kind of easy stretch of their schedule. And with the loss of the Patriots, kind of made that null and void. But 
They got the Jets, who they already lost to, coming up, followed by the Eagles and then the Chiefs and the Cowboys and, and the Patriots, who they already lost to as well, coming up in the second half of the season. So it's going to be a tough road for the Bills to, to work their way back into this playoff conversation and, and stop farting around with these other teams, especially because all these other teams in the AFC ahead of them right now are playing so well. Uh, it's, it, like I said, it's just going to be a tough road, but I, I, I wouldn't rule anything out because they have sh- shown signs of, of being able to get it together during that three-game stretch, and, and, and you never know what can happen the way that this season has, has transpired in the NFL. Alex, uh, we started our conversation by sharing uh, Dalton Kincaid's night last night. It was another uh, career uh, high night for him with 10 catches and 81 yards. You have the fumble, but that's really a big defensive play more than it is on, on Dalton Kincaid. You know, I think it's easy to say right now Dalton Kincaid is the number two weapon in the passing game for Josh Allen. I want to look into the crystal ball even further. Do you see this kid developing into potentially Josh Allen's number one target? Do you think that there's something there with Dalton Kincaid where when the day comes that Stefan Diggs is no longer a Buffalo Bill, Kincaid is actually the top uh, the top weapon? Yeah, Kincaid's certainly impressive in that game. He did have a drop earlier in the game, so two minor flaws from him during that game. I believe it came on second down during the first half, but there were certainly more positive moments than negative during Kincaid's big game last night. And certainly I think he's, he has the ability that, that he can make himself available at that level to be, to be a team's top target. But I think it would be better suited for him to, to play in that secondary role as he has these, these past few games. I know that his stats stood out above the rest this past game, but Stephon Diggs and, and having that number one wide receiver on the outside, I think that's the ideal situation for the Bills with Kincaid on the inside kind of kind of working and complement to that. But uh, while Kincaid's big night really was a, a, a positive thing, at, at the same time it, it draws a little cause for concern uh, because it's kind of come out of necessity, his increased production in the offense with Gabe Davis not rounding into form the way that the Bills wanted him to in a, in a year where he was elected captain by his teammates. Uh, Trent Shurfield, Deontay Hardy, complete non-factors in the offense. Khalil Shakir has really been the second most consistent receiver for the Bills through their first nine games. So while Kincaid's presence within the offense and, and, and really ascent to, to being that number two target is a good thing to see for a rookie tight end, I'm not sure it's ideal for the Bills to have a rookie tight end as their number two target when Gabe Davis was expected to take on that role entering the season. Uh, Alex Brasky, our guest here in the sports bar as the Bills coming off that tough loss uh, to Cincinnati as we kind of look ahead here. And there was one of the acquisitions we didn't see out there. And I wasn't surprised that they didn't elevate Leonard Fournette because, Alex, it's a little different. If you're Linval Joseph and you can come in and just make a play pushing somebody forward, that's a little different than maybe somebody who's got a cut and you're concerned about soft tissue injuries and whatever. Uh, But Leonard Fournette's kind of runway here to be available to be elevated. Could we see him this week? What do you think uh, is a realistic expectation to get Fournette into the lineup? I think it might be a little bit surprising to see him this week, but certainly not much longer before he would acclimate himself to the Bills' offense. It's a complicated uh, playbook, as has been mentioned in the past, so I think it may take him a little while to get up to speed and a lot of responsibilities for running back and in pass protection and and otherwise, especially in the Bills offense with the way that they like to split them out wide at times and whatnot. But uh, I I, I certainly think that there's room for him to to fit in with the way that 
Latavius Murray has kind of faded away over the course of the last few games. He's really kind of struggled in short yardage, particularly near the goal line, and and maybe a, a new face in there, a, a new player, a, a new talent back there with a, another opportunity to, to convert in those situations is what the Bills need. But uh, I w- I'm not sure I would expect Fournette this week, not saying that I would rule it out, but I, I think maybe the week after or the week after that would be the kind of uh, the, the sweet spot sweet spot for, for Fournette to be activated. Alex, with uh, Denver coming in and the way the Bills are playing right now, I don't think that any game is a gimme. Any game is not automatic. Even a, a team that, that gave up 70 points to Miami earlier this year might pose a problem at home uh, a week from tonight. What's your take on the Broncos as they uh, come off their bye and, and are fresh from a win against Kansas City as well and heading into Highmark Stadium here a week from tonight? Yeah, certainly seemed like the Broncos were riding their way into the doldrums of of the conference, but they've since uh, found a resurgence. They, they beat the Packers, and they went on to beat the Chiefs and, and played well in that game, 24-9. to Their defense stepping up. The Chiefs' offense has been inconsistent this year, but when you hold a Patrick Mahomes-led offense to nine points, that's, that's very impressive, especially considering this is the same Broncos defense that allowed 70 points to the Miami Dolphins earlier this season, so quite the turnaround for that unit, uh, but I, I think the Bills, like you said, you can't count any opponent out against the Bills the way that they performed this season, but this is a game that the Bills have to have and should get against the Broncos. Uh, Russell Wilson, kind of a shell of his former self. He is kind of coming on as uh, of late, but uh, the Bills need this one, and, and being at home where, where they played well this season, all four of their losses have come on the road, I, I believe, so... Uh, I, I just think that this is the Bills' time to either kick it into high gear or put up or shut up, as they say, and, and I think they're going to put up this week against the Broncos. So, uh, Alex, you got the midseason review out, Bills Digest. What else uh, can we look forward to here, bud? Yeah, midseason review, Bills Digest. You can find the link to subscribe on my Twitter, at Alex Brasky. Uh, also, you can... Find my work at thedailynewsonline.com. Plenty of Bills content. I update injuries and, and the practice updates throughout the week. Give my five takes pregame, my seven takeaways postgame. Also, high school sports coverage, as you know, Gene, kind of in high gear right now with Section 5 playoff season in, in full swing. So it's an exciting time of year and, and really uh, excited to get after it here. Buddy, keep up the great work, man. We're proud of you. Thank you for making time for us here in the sports bar. No, thanks, guys. Appreciate you taking me at four with McDermott changing. No problem, Alex. Uh, you know, go hard on McDermott today. <laughs> Ask him the hard questions. Yeah, like, like be the one that say, know, but... go change the play caller. No, no. I can't. I can't go as hard as uh, the Mets media is going to go on Mendoza oh, today. Yeah, finally, finally got finally got some pinstripe blood over over there. In All Spain. right, so so let me fill it in for everybody else. Uh, Carlos Mendoza, who I had to look up. I had no idea he was your bench manager. Is that is that a big loss for the Yankees here, or is that uh, you know should we be excited? Yeah, I mean he's been a member of the Yankees organization for quite some time. He's been. Uh, Aaron Boone's right-hand man. You see him on many of the broadcasts standing right next to him. So certainly plenty of experience. I think he got a good man for the job. All right. I'll take the Alex Brasky endorsement. Thanks, Alex. Appreciate you, bud. You got it. Thanks. Thanks, Alex Brasky. Alex Brasky, Bill's Digest, Batavia Daily News. Sean McDermott speaking this afternoon. 4.30 on Zoom.
Okay. So, so Zoom call. Yeah, and, and pushing it back, and maybe I'm just speculating it just because, well, one, you got in late, and two, uh, everybody's going to want to know what's going on with Bernard and what's going on with <laughs> Christian Benford and Micah Hyde. Yeah, if you thought the defense was really banged up. And the point Alex brought up, like, oh, my gosh, at the end of the game, you had Josh Norman and Rasul Douglas as your corners. You can't even imagine anything like that when the season began. So um, for anybody that wants to pin last night on the defense, I think you're on the wrong track there. Honestly, I think that the defense certainly has some issues, but those issues are not going to get fixed because the players you need there are, are all hurt. I think right. it's the offense that, you know, for you know everybody's healthy on Not offense. a lot of excuses for the offense. I, yeah, I, but I, I think that there is a lack. There's just a general lack of talent. Um, on both sides of the ball, but more so on the defense with those injuries that that prevent you from being uh, the team that I think we all think this team can be when they when they play the way when when you see them play the way they played against Miami, right? Like that, unfortunately, as great as that game was, that game lingers, and we expect that. We know that that can be there, and it's not going to be there just magically. It doesn't just magically appear. I don't know what was different about that game or what the, I mean, you remember how that game started too. That game started as like, Oh boy. Yeah. It we was can't stop touchdown, them. touchdown, yeah. touchdown, touchdown. That was, that was Sean McDermott making adjustments and out coaching Mike McDaniel. And I don't know that, that, that happened last night. I think the, you know, the talent that I talk about, the lack of talent, uh, on the defensive side of the ball, the offensive side of the ball, whatever it is, there's also a, a coaching deficiency. The coaching on this team has has been lackluster this year. You take away that Miami game, and you could really like poke holes in a lot, a lot of the coaching decisions made throughout the course. I didn't even like the 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 uh, challenge at the end of the game. You lose a timeout. Oh, there. oh, you that was, use that timeout. Didn't like it. I hated it. Yeah. Like, what is to be gained? Seven yards, and you see that in real time. And it's like I can't tell. Like, do they have a different angle where you could see? No. Yeah. Well, they're losing this, and I, I think universally, people on X were like, "Oh, we're losing this," and you needed that timeout. Yeah. So, yeah, you need somebody in McDermott's headset, and whoever's doing that job right now, you got to be better. I'm beginning to think danger too. Like, could we get to the end of the season? We have not one but two new coordinators. Like Sean McDermott will hire a defensive coordinator. Oh, you just bring Leslie Frazier back. You know that was what you wanted ah. to do all along, anyways. Eight six six four three two six is our phone number if you want to join us. That's the Good Smoke Barbecue and Pub Wingman Line five eight five eight six six four F A N. Happy hour is about a half an hour away, and great stuff today from Alex Braski of Bills Digest and the Batavia Daily News, and thirteen Web Sports Director and Buffalo Plus dot coms. Mike Catalano. We'll get both of those conversations up and on demand for you shortly, wherever you get your shows. Just search out the sports bar. We come back with some takes on tap next. Yeah. Before we do that, let's squeeze in Justin and Rhonda Coit. Hey, Justin, what's going on, buddy? How you doing, guys? Uh, Disappointing game last night, but I think it was kind of expected the way the Bengals have kind of had our number, plus the way we've been playing this season. But uh, I just wanted to quick thank you guys for agreeing with me on that challenge. I think McDermott uh, is terrible with challenges in general, but also, like, you know, the situation, like, read the room. It's for, like, seven yards on a second down. But what the reason, real reason I'm calling is I kind of wanted to ask a question about the defensive injuries. Um, we play kind of uh, bend, don't break, like, catch, keep everything in front of you and just catch the guys. Don't, you know, not really attacking. I feel like that has a lot to do with uh, – 
we uh, us having a higher injury rate defensively. I I don't know. Maybe I'm being picky or whatever, but I feel like you know even the teams that are aggressive, Baltimore, San Francisco, uh, Cleveland, their defenses they have their injuries, but they don't have you know nearly the percentages we do over the years, and they play a better brand of more attacking style of football i think i don't know i'll hang up and listen all right thanks i appreciate that and uh in his career sean mcdermott has challenged 29 plays you want to take a guess how many he's gotten overturned uh out of 29 out of 29 i'm going with seven that's exactly right did you know that no yeah that's terrible it's a bad you gotta like at least be 500 that's not even 25 percent that's brutal that sucks. It's absolutely brutal. I, I, I think that's interesting. Do the injuries come because you're playing in a zone versus playing a more aggressive man? Um, I don't know. I think injuries just happen. I think it's the NFL. It's a violent sport. Injuries are going to happen no matter what. But I will say that this Sean McDermott defense, that they're in the majority of the time, this you know too high safety kind of variation of the cover two or Tampa two that, that, you know, Ron Rivera ran when he was with, with uh, Lovey Smith in Mm -hmm. Chicago, that Lovey Smith ran when he was with Tony Dungy in Tampa Bay. It's, it's easy to figure out. It's great when you can get to the quarterback with only four, right? And you can confuse and you have corners that can switch off like you did with Tredavious white. This is a team danger that in this malaise, their last interception was the Miami game. Oh. Yeah. So I, I and, and, and no, let me stop there. You played Tyrod. You played Matt Jones. You played Baker Mayfield. Yes. <laughs> yeah, that's kind of hard when you're not getting interceptions. Right. I mean, you see them trying to get get at the ball, ripping at the ball, creating turnovers, creating havoc, and and while I appreciate all of that, it, you, your got your guys are are sitting down in the zone. And your your nearest defender is three to five yards away, and they're not as fast as they used to be. It's um, it's worrisome. It's worrisome. It's it's certainly a bend but don't break. But a lot of times it is going to break, and and you just can't do anything about it. And these guys, I mean, last night you got no name tight ends. Just knowing this is where I need to be. I'll just sit in this spot, and Burrow is going to find me because I am open, wide open, in this soft belly of the zone. And I've seen it my. You know, I've seen it for a generation now. Like my, you know, I'm a bear guy. I'm watching Lovey Smith all those years. This is what ran Lovey Smith out of town with that defense. Oh, you gave up too many points or the, the zone. They figured out the zone. The, the cover two doesn't work anymore. You got to evolve, man. And, um, and, and, you know, maybe this is the best route, best course of action defensively because of the injuries and because of what you're dealing with. And, and, you know, I'm deflecting here because we've spent a lot of time talking about the offense. Defense is, is in a tough spot with those injuries. I don't think that that the scheme that they're in or the defense that they play has anything to do with the injuries. I think the injuries yeah. just happen. That's probably correct. Got some takes coming up. I've got a conspiracy theory on the NFL yesterday from what we saw and what's kind of going on in the league. And also a take on, well, yes, there's pressure in Buffalo, but there are press conferences where coaches are asked about their job security. And this one coach was asked about it. <laughs> Last week, you brought up the professional athlete that you're out on, completely out on. 
And James Harden talking about himself being, I'm the, I, was, I, am, I, the I am the system. Right. Yeah, okay. And, and I, I came back with, you know, I don't know that I'm out on this athlete. I just hope that we all can appreciate LeBron James while we have LeBron James. You know, you should appreciate him. I hope, he wants you to appreciate him. We should you all will appreciate yeah, him. You're going to respect him. You're going to appreciate him. Uh, LeBron, LeBron said something that when I, I heard it, I just kind of giggled I like a schoolgirl. I'm like, oh my God, I'm going to put that right up there with the, um, the old um, clip that uh, Cam Newton gave us years ago when he was with Carolina, the Titanic still has to go. You remember that clip? Yeah, of course. Yeah. You know, we're only going to get better. You know, he, he, he's, he's taken that leadership role, grabbed it by, by the horn and, 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 and told everybody in that position room, this is what we got to do. These hey, are our expectations. Stop. Nobody's even, you know, give us an, given us an, an opportunity, you know, yeah, we just lost a great player, but nevertheless, you know, the, 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 the Titanic still has to go. That's uh, that's the definition of mixing your metaphors. He was uh, talking about Devin Funches. <laughs> Remember Devin Funches? <laughs> I would have guessed Calvin Benjamin. So great, uh, Devin Funches. Uh, LeBron gave us some gold. I I almost think it should be a take of the year nominee, but I you know I'm, I don't want to pick on him that much because we really should appreciate him more than anything. Okay, like we'll be the judge here. How okay. good a take it is. Uh, we'll get to that and more next. I'll drink to that is on the way. You're in the sports bar. Danger and Bataglia, the fan Rochester. Odyssey has sports for every fan. Keep up with your favorite teams from across the country and get the inside scoop from experts. A-U-D-A-C-Y. Odyssey. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. Fan Rochester Sports Update. Entering week 10, the Buffalo Bills are out of the playoff picture, at least for now. Bills head coach Sean McDermott on what is next. No, we've got to continue to, to coach and continue to play and play hard and, and um, find ways to win. That's what you do in this league. you got to find ways to win. And, you know, it starts up front on both sides of the ball, establishing the line of scrimmage, and we got to feed each other. Right? And, and, and right now it's, it's too inconsistent. Next Bills game one week from today, Monday Night Football against the Denver Broncos. Now, Monday Night Football, week nine tonight, 
as the Chargers and the Jets. Baseball news today, a shocker in Chicago where the Cubs fire manager David Ross, the team hiring former Brewers manager Craig Council, the Mets hire Carlos Mendoza. He was the Yankees bench coach. Gene Mataglia in the Sports Leader, 95.7 FM and AM 950, the Fan Rochester. Top Shelf Sports Talk. You're hanging out in the sports bar with Danger and Bataglia on the Sports Leader, 95.7 FM and AM 950, The Fan, Rochester. All right, let's dish out, dish out some takes. It's time for I'll Drink to That, our little take space. Takes on tap in the sports bar. Yeah, I, I have this theory, Danger. Uh, I mean, the uh, I, on Park Avenue, the NFL thought, man, we can't afford to lose any more quarterbacks to injury here. Like, you look at what's happened to the Giants. You look at what's happened in Minnesota. And thus, my theory is... The officials got this, hey, pay more attention to roughing the quarterback calls. I'm not sure which one was worse yesterday. Tim Settle sacking Joe Burrow. He let up on that play. But there's one that's even more comical. Go look at the 15 yards that Washington got flagged for tackling Mac Jones. That's brutal. Like, look, you're going to throw the flag for nothing here? Well, look, if you're going to do that, we'll get to a point danger. Where, all right, well, you know what? If I'm going to get flagged for just doing my job, why not just say, screw it? If I'm going to get 15 yards for this, let my me help my team win this game. You laugh, but someone is going to flag someone 15 yards for nothing. You know what? Let me get my 15 yards in here and really get a good shot. I'm surprised they didn't throw a flag for Mac Jones lo- or for uh, Joe Burrow losing a fingernail. Oh, oh, you got to show that. Yeah, oh. 15 yards. Oh. Guy lost a fingernail. Oh, his boo-boo. Dude, that's smart. I, I slammed my car, my finger in the car door once and ended up losing my fingernail. Because that That's smart. I had to take painkillers. I was like, really? yo, man, it hurts. I, You know, I'm sure he got whatever taken care of or got it numbed or whatever he did. But yeah, it was a little... That was a little much. I didn't need to see that. I don't have any uh, feeling on this on my middle finger, the top tip, because one time I'm on a ladder and I'm doing trimming and then not wearing gloves, mm-hmm. dumb, 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 and all of a sudden I'm falling off the ladder. And, well, when you're falling off the ladder, you grab for the first thing. And, yeah, grabbing a hedge trimmer is not uh, mm-hmm. ideal. Yeesh. Yeah. But back to the yard. What are we doing here? No, the officiating. Look, this is why I, I get frustrated with – any conversation having to do with officiating. Officiating has always been bad. It's always been inconsistent. It's always favored the quarterback. Like it's, if you're going to get upset, to me, it's wasted calories. I'm just not going to even think about it. I can't because it's ridiculous. I understand what you're saying, but the league should demand more, especially when this day and age of betting, these are simple, simple plays. They should demand more. They should should, should should hire full-time officials. We, we, as fans and as bettors, should demand more. Like from this, uh, and and we should not talk, we can't just be like, well, it's always the way it's been. No, get better. Or, you know, hire more qualified guys. I mean, all these guys are like lawyers. And I guess at this point, you might as well have that law degree to be able to understand the rules. Every rule in the NFL rule book now is so litigious and so literal. The the Josh Allen intentional grounding call, just insane, just insane. And and I'll give Collinsworth credit for pushing back a little bit on, on Terry McCauley last night because McCauley was basically reading the rule like, yeah, that looks like grounding to me. And Collinsworth was like, wait a minute. 
What are you talking about? That's not grounding. He wasn't even under duress. That's a, a play where the, the wide receiver has the option to, to go or to sit. And he sat and he did the wrong thing and out. Ridiculous. Right. But, the you know, it doesn't change the fact that your team or or the Bills or any team, you know, if they're not playing up to snuff, it's the, you can't blame the officials. The, the officials have constantly always been a problem. Officiating is always going to be an issue. Even, even if we demand more, we'll still find something to bitch about. Well, I think it also could start with we have technology. Why not use the technology? That would also kind of be a good place to start. I think it's hilarious in this day and age where you could put a chip in a football, but yet we still have to have the marker and the chain game. Mm-hmm. Come on. Okay, stop with that. So that's that, that's one way you can kind of improve things. Last week, Gino, you mentioned James Harden as the professional athlete that you want nothing to nope, do with. Nope, nope, Don't care about the Clippers. Don't care about Harden. And I don't know why he gets this audience. You've never won anything. Well, I countered with the hope in staying in L.A. that we would all just appreciate LeBron James for as long as we can. Listen, at this stage of his career, we're not going to get many more moments like he gave us in this post-game sound from over the weekend. This is LeBron James. I'm sorry? The early starts have been the same issues, the turnovers and the defensive rebounding. You guys have been down double digits one game so far in the first quarter. Yeah, we're like the Pittsburgh Steelers right now. You know what that means? No, the Pittsburgh Steelers right now have not uh, outgained or outscored any of their opponents in this season right now, and yet they got a winning record. I think I'm Mike Tomlin's uh, lucky charm because every time I pick against them, they win. <laughs> yeah, there's LeBron. Right, they, they, well, the Steelers have done the impossible that they they get outscored in the game, but yet they win. The Forget game. about appreciating LeBron, Gene. I don't think people can appreciate just how hard it is to get outscored by your opponent and still win. <laughs> and I get it. Look. We do sports talk for a living. We're going to fumble our words. We're going to misspeak. We're going to misremember things. It happens all the time. But the way LeBron, if you see the clip, you see LeBron talking down to the report. We're like the Pittsburgh Steelers right now. Do you know what that means? Now, let me explain to you what that means. That means the Pittsburgh Steelers right now <laughs> have, have been outscored by all their opponents, but they have a winning record. All right, LeBron. Cumulatively, yes. Yes, the Steelers have been, if you add up all the eight games, they are have a deficit. Yeah. And they're the first team to kind of do that. Yeah. So, yeah, I get the it, – it's it's this clip right here, though. This is the one danger that – I don't know. I think we should nominate this clip for take of the year. Listen, you can, you can love me, and I, and I know some of you hate me as well. <laughs> but the one thing you will always do um, is respect me and appreciate uh, the way I approach the game and what I've given to this game. Um, thank you. Oh, God. I, it's, every time I hear it, it's just, it's so bad. It is so bad. You will, he, he and he's, you will respect me and you will appreciate. Oh. And, and, and everybody in the crowd, everybody in the crowd is like, do we really have to applaud? Okay, fine. I'll give you a couple. Okay, <laughs> like, LeBron. I'm just like reading some stuff on Twitter as I punch this up. 100% or you? No. 100% means everybody would agree with this take. No, I don't Terrible. need to. You know, 
appreciate you will respect my authority you will respect me and appreciate <laughs> me so yeah i don't know how much more appreciation lebron james needs when at, at worst he's the second best basketball player ever at worst but yes let's continue to appreciate him and and i'm going to miss i'm going to miss him talking down to reporters and talking about how the lakers right now are are the Pittsburgh Steelers of the NBA. Yeah. Um, That's, I mean, yeah. that takes a lot of work to get outscored by your opponent and still win. But LeBron can do it if well, anybody can. <laughs> Just ask him. <laughs> wow. It's uh, breaking new ground. Uh, Bill Belichick was asked, <laughs> all right, things are changing in Boston danger. Bill Belichick was asked if he's thinks he's coaching for his job this week in mm. Germany. As the Patriots will be facing the Colts. Look, I was excited to get up on Sunday morning. This one, no. Uh, this is Belichick. Still going to get up, though. I'm I'm going to control what I can control, and I'm going to get ready for the Colts. Uh-huh. <sighs> Again, let's be real. As long as Robert Kraft is happy being the owner, and I don't see any uh, you know timeline of him handing things off, Belichick will get another chance. If Kraft's son takes over, then things change dramatically. It's got to be frustrating for the Patriots because you you do what you do against the Bills and you you kind of inject a little false hope and then you show up in an absolute stinker against another bad team in Washington, right? I mean, like, what are we doing? They have had some real bad stinkers. New Orleans, Dallas. Like, this is the Patriots that we grew up with. The team that you look forward to playing, and you could just kind of wail on Bills, notwithstanding. Here, of course, um, and the, I, I look at that Bills game. Hey, it's a divisional game, you know, shortcut when it comes to prep and everything else. Maybe Josh McDaniels goes back. Hmm. We'll have that story coming up in shots. By the way, oh really? Is there a word on what McDaniels is going to do? The the wonder kid, the the the. I mean, just an <laughs> offensive genius. <laughs> well, you know, the Raiders. Yeah, you can pat yourself on the back. You, you were playing without a quarterback. Oh, let me see. What is the line? Did you see the line danger when it came out for Giants-Cowboys? Oh. I'm going to see where it's up to now. I've got it. You ready? I saw it was at 15 and a half. Nope. Ha! Nope, it's gone up. Giants plus 16 and a half. <laughs> And the over-under is only at 38 and a half. Tommy DeVito? Tommy DeVito. The guy who was benched at Syracuse is going to start in the NFL. Syracuse, the team that can win anything. We uh, we had our the Giants' worst fears confirmed today, as Brian Dable said in his press conference, the MRI uh, taken on Daniel Jones' knee. Yes, it was a torn ACL in that loss to the Raiders, so he's done for the season. No Daniel Jones for the rest of 2023. Tyrod Taylor is on injured reserve. He's got a rib issue, so it will be Tommy DeVito taking over as the Giants. uh, Well, look, they also have Barkley. Matt Barkley is on the practice squad. Of course. X-Bill, yeah. Right. But Matt Barkley, uh, maybe I'm wrong on this, I think Matt Barkley might give you a better chance to win that game. You're not wrong on that. Okay. Matt Barkley has done it in this league. If you, your quarterback against the Jets, you wouldn't allow him to attempt a forward pass. <laughs> so crazy. Like this is the 1921 Rochester Jeffersons or something. Like what are we doing here? 
What do you mean the Rochester? What are the Rochester Jeffersons? Yeah, we had an NFL team here, Mike Danger. We no, met the we guy. Didn't. He was really nice. We got to touch the football, the Jets. Yeah, they were okay, called. it's cute. Nice story, Gene. <laughs> we had an NBA team. Go, here too. Uh, no, we yeah, didn't. Know, sell the, yeah. Go sell that somewhere else. I, my eyes are wide open, pal. I don't believe everything I read on the internet. Um, hey, the other uh, <laughs> the other kind of game that that I think caught a lot of attention. Well, a few games yesterday. One, C.J. Stroud is real. And I loved seeing that against Todd Bowles' mm. defense against him. Todd Bowles, probably a very good defensive coordinator, not a good head coach. That, that's your defense, giving up that to a rookie quarterback. C.J. Stroud looked good. Houston getting that win. Well, what about you had a position player kicking a field goal? Oh, it, was, just, it was one of those like, what, wait, let's, let's go over to this game here. I don't want to watch Washington win. Right, what a mess. Yeah. Josh Dobbs getting the win for Minnesota. This story is amazing. So Josh Dobbs, to kind of review, starting quarterback for Arizona, loses a game where Arizona was one possession away from getting at least the ball back against the Ravens. Many would consider the Ravens actually to be the best team in the FC. So, all right, not a bad loss. And that was on a Sunday. And then the next day, Gannon, the head coach, comes out. Yeah, we're benching Josh. I was like, what? Why? Why would you do that? Well, maybe they're going to call it. Well, we're going to start Clayton Tune. Okay. Well, then you learn trade deadline. Dobbs to Minnesota. Yeah. Minnesota needing a quarterback. Here's somebody that... Dobbs is one thing. He's the guy you want as a backup because apparently he's very intelligent. Yeah, he's smart. Very knows exactly where to go. But this is a different animal. He gets traded on Tuesday. He didn't even practice danger. Did not even practice. Didn't take the reps. No, nothing. He just knew the game plan. It, it didn't know the cadence. They are literally practicing the cadence on the sideline. Yeah. Literally, when the coach calls in the play, it's a, okay, you're having to really simplify. Arthur Smith, he should have been fired right then. So he should put up on the scoreboard, the Falcons have fired <laughs> Arthur Smith for losing that game. Arthur Smith, speaking of, uh, announced at his press conference today that Taylor Heineke will start once again as uh, the Falcons take on the Cardinals in Week 10. So Heineke... Versus the Cardinals and maybe, maybe Kyler Murray. Mm. This, is a, this is all leading up to mm. some very challenging uh, decisions for tomorrow's uh, Week 10 Survive and Advance pick. You already have it down, don't you? You already know. Oh, I, 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 we're fairly confident, but now we're bringing in. The, the, was there any sweat? No. No, we were. It's the first time the Browns have, have shut out an opponent since, what did I see, 2007? Isn't that nuts? <laughs> It was like there was the, there was just no sweat. I don't need any sweat on Sunday when it comes to Survivor football. We will have our Week Ten pick, Arthur Smith. I did not know this. You know what his uh, net worth is? Six million. His father was a billionaire. Six billion. Six billion. Oh, six billion with a B. Yeah. Jeez. So he doesn't need this. No. And, and and when you hear him talk to reporters and talk down to people yeah. like that, yeah. he, he, he talks in alien language, meaning like, Hey, pff, I don't need your dumb question. I don't need this. So like, I'm doing this to make my, you know, his father pass down the wealth, whatever, but I have to do this. Be my own man. Okay. Well, um, well, let's see if he can be his own man when he's unemployed at the end of the season can't lose games like they lost to Minnesota. That's tough. Although the Falcons still, given how bad that division is, 
they'll find themselves in contention for the for the NFC South. Even with Taylor Heineke slash Desmond Ritter. I hey, mean, it, there there have been so many years danger where the Buffalo Bills be like, you know, this Bills team, they're fighting around. They're not getting the division because of New England. I'm sorry. Don't make any apologies if you're a Bills fan because you look at this team and you're like, hey, they're not a playoff team. No, the AFC East has to send a representative to the postseason. Somebody has to go. Somebody has to go. So and it's not the worst division. You're pointing out the worst division, that being the NFC South. I think most of us would agree. Um, the AFC East has to send a team, and the Bills have the one win already against the Miami Dolphins. I don't know if you knew this or not, but it seems like the narrative is, hmm, the Dolphins can't beat good teams. I've I've heard that a little bit. Been brought up once or twice. Do you know the last team they beat with a winning record, Mike Danger? That would have been week three last year. The Heat game against the Buffalo Bills. Wow. We've gone 14 months without the Dolphins beating a team with a winning record? Mm-hmm. Wow. Truth. Uh, all right. Let's get to happy hour next in the sports bar. We'll take a break here. We'll come back, talk more about last night's game in Cincinnati. Uh, we know you have thoughts on it. We'd love to hear them. Pull up a stool and join us on the Good Smoke Barbecue and Pub Wingman line. 585-866-4FAN. 866-4326. If you have thoughts on the Bills' performance, whether you want to talk about the offense, the defense, Gino has thoughts. I have thoughts. By the way, Sean McDermott still hasn't gone on a Zoom yet. Wow. You, you're, <sighs> Somebody's getting lit up today. Are we... Reading into that a little bit? I mean, I'm that's my assumption. Yeah, like, okay, we're four. Now we're going to make it 4.30. Now we're approaching 5 o'clock. Yeah, my or, assumption is he's putting out fires or he's lighting somebody up. That's my assumption. Mm-hmm. I, I, I don't know. I mean, maybe I'm completely grabbing that out of thin air. But whenever, you, whenever you're in a, a managerial role or a leadership role and you're running late for something, a lot of times it's because you're putting out a fire somewhere else. Well, and the one time he should have been running late when he went up to the whole podium hot that was right after the digs thing happened. Right. Hmm. Yeah. Maybe this is like a needed cool down. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, all right. We'll, we'll see what we, uh, if, if we uh, get any morsels from that here as we follow along this afternoon. And again, your calls are welcome at 866-4326. Our lines are open. Pull up a stool. 585-866-4FAN. Get ready for happy hour on the fan Rochester. As the weather gets colder, the NFL offers stay hot on FanDuel. Mike Danger for FanDuel Sportsbook, official partner of 95.7 The Fan. Right now, new customers get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 money line bet. That's 150 bucks if your team wins. Now, if you've been thinking about joining FanDuel, there's no better time to get in on the action. The app is so easy to use. There's a wide range of betting options, everything from spreads to player props, over-unders, and more. So visit FanDuel.com slash Mike, M-I-K-E, to kick off the NFL season with FanDuel, official partner of the NFL. 21 plus and physically present in New York. First online real money wager only. $5 pregame money line wager required. $10 first deposit required bonus issued is now withdrawable bonus bets that expire seven days after receipt see terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com for help with a gambling problem call 1-877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369 Odyssey has sports for every fan keep up with your favorite teams from across the country and get the inside scoop from experts A-U-D-A-C-Y Odyssey 
Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. 